Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. This is the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jessica is starting off this hour in Oklahoma City. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. How about you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm currently 31. My husband is 44 and has recently been diagnosed with heart failure. Hmm. And um, he has lost his job. He has been approved for Social Security, but we do not have any term life for him and I've tried all throughout uh, no one says he's a, a, approvable for term life and I know that you guys are against whole life but I'm just kind of scared and need to if he's not approvable for term life he's not approvable for whole life so it's just I don't have any options yeah. except to just kind of whole life doesn't waive medical just because they're a ripoff right that doesn't that doesn't work that way um okay. wow so what type of heart failure how old is he he's 44 Ooh. um he has he has 10 percent heart function Ooh. so he's in line for what a uh, a, a transplant he's maybe. Right. is he in line he, for a transplant he's uh he, the cardiologists are thinking that he'll be on the list within the year yeah yes my goodness i'm so sorry you guys gotta be scared out of your minds yeah, with our two-year-old, yeah, we're we're very scared. Oh, baby girl. Mm. How is uh, his health-wise, uh, as far as his ability to work? He he's not. I mean, he he can't. No, he's been on disability. Mm. Yeah, yeah he's, disability. a lot of household chores get him out of breath easily. I mean, <sighs> it's just kind of been. Yeah, they do me too, but it's for a different time. reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, oh my gosh, I'm so I'm sorry, kind of kiddo. Uh, so uh, let me think here. You got a two year old. Yes. And what do you make? I have. I make a uh, forty four. Okay. Thousand a year. And he's applied for SSI when? He applied for SSI in April, and he became it was approved for uh, in July, and he receives it this month for I think like twelve hundred per month. Yeah. Does he have any student loan debt? He does not. It, all the debt is on me. Okay. And how much debt do you have? 71000 Okay. And some of it's on student loans? 53000 of it is, yes. Okay. All right. What's the rest? The rest is uh, medical bills and um, mostly just uh, medical bills on yeah. my end. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Um. Okay, no baby steps. You're in survival mode right now, financially speaking. Okay? Okay. I want to pay minimum payments on everything, and I want to pile up cash as high as I can pile it for a while. Now, that may okay. be a year, but for right now, you're in the middle of a crisis. The tornado has hit or is coming at you or whatever we want to call it. Okay? The the hurricane is off offshore, and they're saying it's coming to your town. Whatever metaphor we want to use here, okay? So I'm going to okay. batten up the hatches. We're going to board up the windows, and we're going to just pile up cash. Because okay. if you had, even if you had the $71,000 in debt, if you had $50,000 in cash in the bank right now, you'd feel different, wouldn't you? Exactly, yeah. yeah and you're not going to have 50000 anytime soon, but I'm just saying that's the, the point of that 
suggestion is to get you guys some peace until we get to some resolution on his health. And right. the, the resolution is going to be a transplant, probably. Probably. I'm not, yeah. me- I'm not medical, but, I mean, 10% function is kind of a common sense thing at that point. So, right. um, uh, I mean, I'm just that, – that's the hope. That's the good news, wouldn't it be? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And, and so uh, – Do you guys have any money right now in savings? No. Or 500 Okay. Okay. All right. The only kind of insurance that he is eligible for, to go back to your original question, now that we know the source of it, is what's called um, no is, is where there's no medical requirement, no medical exam. Okay. Mm-hmm. This type of insurance is anywhere from five to twenty times more expensive. Do you have a mortgage? No. You're renting. Renting, correct. Okay. All right. A, if you had a mortgage, going and getting a mortgage insurance policy is a non-medical. It's it's five, six times more expensive than regular term, but you could call your mortgage company today and that would pay off your mortgage. So that's not an option for you, but for other people listening facing the same thing, let's bring that up. Okay. okay. The other types of uh, automatic issue, guaranteed issue policies are non-medical, are usually low amounts and per thousand they're expensive, but it would be like call your bank and see if they have a $10,000 policy that's an auto issue. Okay. And then find, you know, find five or six of those things and have them around. And it's not enough and it's not proper financial planning, but it's what's available to you today, given given these limitations. And you don't have a lot of money to spend on the insurance policy, even if you could get one. But, uh, but you've been, you've been told correctly, he's not insurable. I don't think he's going to get a life insurance policy because life insurance policies are issued based on the, you know, the statistical evidence of the situation. And they're not going to, in this situation, they don't issue, you know, it's very difficult. For instance, if you have a bad case of diabetes to get life insurance, uh, if you have, if you know, if you're just came off a chemo, you know, it's hard to get life insurance or if you're in chemo, it's impossible to get life insurance, that kind of stuff. So, um, that that's the type of thing you're facing because they're just looking they're they're uh, just running statistical averages is what they're all is their whole game so um so i think you can get a few of these guaranteed issue policies uh see if you have any kind of thing through your work that has a group plan that you can add a guaranteed issue on that a lot of those are uh you can buy spouse and if you can buy it on your spouse through your work and you can get it might be 25,000 bucks it might be 50,000 bucks it's not going to be 500 right okay okay but again you can pick that up and so the the word guaranteed issue or no medical is what you're looking for and that's code for expensive per thousand but generally a small number of thousands so it's not total so the real dollars are not a lot but the coverage isn't a lot either you follow me got it Yes, they do. So that's the type of thing you can kind of piece that together in a patchwork quilt and get you some coverage. If you work really hard at this, you might pull together $100,000 worth or something, which is still not enough if you got a two-year-old, right? Yeah. But it's exactly. more than you got today. And in the right. meantime, I just want you guys to be in cash preservation mode. No, uh, no frivolous spending. You've not been doing that. You don't have the money to do that, but... 
no frivolous spending, and I'm going to put you guys into Financial Peace University where you're learning to work together and handle money together because that's going to be critical with all the things you have facing you in the next three years. So hang on. Uh, We'll pick up. Austin will get you signed up for that as our gift. And let us know how you're doing, kiddo. We're we're scared with you. We understand. This is The Ramsey Show. listening to this show there's a good chance you finally had enough of where you are right now in life enough mediocre relationships enough being stuck in a meaningless nine to five j-o-b enough struggling to pay for gas well that's everybody enough paying for groceries the tough truth is there's nothing going to change until you decide to change it so this month we're bringing back the ramsey ten dollar sale Get up to 83% off our number one best-selling books and tools that will help you finally take control of your life and your money. If debt's eating up your income like a Baptist gobbling up a casserole, well, check out the Total Money Makeover. Or Rachel's book, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, both number one bestsellers. If you want to take your relationships to the next level, uh, try out John Deloney's Questions for Humans Couples Edition. Or I just did a little book the other day called The Momentum Theorem. Works for couples, works for people, works for careers, works for everything. If you're looking for a career change to grow your income or pay off debt faster, you can check out Ken Coleman's resume templates. There's all kinds of ways we can help you when you finally say enough is enough. The $10 sale, whether it's paying off debt, building wealth, improving your relationships or your career, not a bad return on investment. Again, that's up to 83% off. The $10 sale at RamseySolutions.com. I don't know where else you can get a best-selling hardback book for 10 bucks. Inflation didn't hit us here at Ramsey Day if we kept our prices. Actually, inflation did hit us, but we didn't raise our prices anyway. It hit us. Just like the Costco We're not going to make it hit you. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> well, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to raising our prices one of these days. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Christina is in New York City. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Um, so my question is, I own property, I'm contributing to my retirement, and I have about 150000 saved in like a growth money market account. So I'm just not really sure, like, should I just keep that money in that account and just keep, you know, putting into it? Should I invest it in some way? I just want to make sure, like, I'm doing, like, the responsible thing. How soon are you wanting to and use that money? Maximizing. How soon are you wanting to use that money? Is this a one to two years? Is this five years or more? Say again. How soon will you need the money? Uh, well, I I don't I don't like need it like for anything. I'm just I'm just saving. Okay, you just want it to grow. Are you out of debt a hundred percent? Yes. No mortgage. No. I mean, I don't want to say I'm out of debt. I mean, I own my house, so I'm no mortgages. No, I have a mortgage. Oh, okay, how much is your mortgage? Um, like thirty five hundred a month. No, baby, the balance. Oh well, I just sold my condo and just bought a house for my fiance. So the balance right now that we always like six fifty. 
Okay. You bought a house with your fiance. Yes. And when is the marriage taking place? Uh, next year. Okay. All right. You're in a very precarious and dangerous situation. Until you're, if you're not going to get married soon, you guys need to get some written documentation immediately on this house. Okay. If something goes sideways, horrible in your all's lives, this house is going to be a major problem if it happens before marriage. Okay. You, can you tell you're talking to a guy who's seen cancer before and I know what cancer looks like? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you didn't even think of all these things, bad things that could happen, but for 30 years I've been doing this with people that have had all the bad things happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something bad happens in the relationship. You're suddenly a partner with your former fiance in a house. That needs some written partnership documentation. And partnership documentation deals with the D's, death, disability, drug use, default, divorce, which can't happen here, but it could be called, uh, I saw him on Facebook with another girl or something like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen to you. I doubt it's going to happen to you, but you need all this written down, kiddo. I don't want you being one of our customers for the wrong reasons, okay? Because mm-hmm. you just scared me to death when you said that. Now, having said all of that, does your fiance have any money? Um, yeah, he does. Cash. <laughs> uh, in the bank, yeah. How much? Um, probably 10. Okay. So you're the rich one. <laughs> okay. You're the saver. He's the spender. Okay. And what does he make a year? Uh, 130,000. Great. Cool. And what do you make a year? The same. Good. Excellent. So you got a $260,000 combined income um, when you do get it combined by marriage. Let's see here. Does he have debt other than this house? No. None. Not a student loan, not a car payment, not nothing. Well, he does have a car payment. But, I mean, I think it's going to be paid off. What do you think debt is? It's got to be paid off in a year. <laughs> okay. I ask you if you had any debt. I no. Do you have a mortgage? Yes. Does your husband have any debt? No. Does he have a car payment? Yes. <laughs> I have a car payment. Oh, you have a car payment. Goodness gracious. Now yeah, we're getting somebody. Is there any other non-debt that you have that's debt? <laughs> no, that's it. Just the mortgage and the car payments. No the two car payments. Loans, nothing like that. Okay. What's good. the car yeah. loan balance? Um... I'm le- I mean, I just signed a lease, so. Okay. I, I, would call the, yeah. I would call the lease company and ask what the early buyout is. Lease is basically financing a car. And I would write a check today. You're not going to do any of this, but I'm going to tell you what you should do. Okay. <laughs> and I would pay off your car today. He should start working to get his paid off as soon as he possibly can. You said he was on plan to do it inside of a year. Okay. That's number two. Number one suggestion is pay yours off. Number two suggestion is he needs to pay his off. Don't pay off his car until you're married. The faster you guys can actually get married, the faster you're going to solve all the financial and legal mumbo jumbo that you're getting into because it's very difficult for you to work together and be protected against bad situations until you're married. So the faster you're married, I know it's not romantic and it wasn't your plan, but the faster you're married, the more you solve the issues under New York law with the house ownership 
um, and with the, uh, you know, because you could reach over today, and I would suggest this, and George would suggest this, and throw the 150 at the house and start reducing the house, because that's our next step is get your house paid off once your cars are paid off. But I don't want you paying mm-hmm. off a house that you're in joint ownership with a broke person on. Okay. And right now you're a partner with a broke person. Now that's a financial analysis. It's not saying your your fiance is a deadbeat or something like that. But he has ten grand. You have one hundred and fifty grand. You both make one hundred and thirty. Okay. You know if so. Let me tell you what happened one time. This is not going to happen to you, but this is why I'm okay. freaking out. So you'll understand. I'm not just a weirdo. Okay. I had a lady in the exact same situation you're in. the The fiance gets killed in a car wreck. Now she owns the house with his parents. Yeah, that was what I was told actually happens. Like, yeah, exactly what does happen unless there's a will. Yeah. So there needs to be a will in place today with the partnership agreement so that you get the entire freaking house. If something happens, he gets the entire freaking house or something happens. Okay. And, and that's what I, that's mm-hmm. why I'm freaking out here. I don't think that's going to happen. What are the percentage chances of that? Nothing probably, but this is what you've opened yourself up to by engaging in what felt like the right thing to do because your relationship is strong okay and i'm not saying he's a bad guy or you're a bad girl i'm not saying any of that i'm just saying you're just open to that and it scares me for you so i want you to protect yourself and the sooner you get married the less soon you have to do all that so if you run down and get married this weekend and then have the celebration in a year then legally you're fine you don't worry about Mm -hmm. it anymore if you did that, then I'm going to pay off both cars immediately out of your 150 and throw the rest at the house, wouldn't you? Absolutely. But yeah. we got to do some things in order here, and there's a lot of mortgage here and the car payments, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, but you got $260,000 income, assuming you're married. That's cool. I mean, you're making a freaking quarter of a million dollars. Even in New York City, that's a lot of money. So, hey, hang on. We're going to put you guys through Financial Peace University as our wedding gift, because I, I think like the that. wedding is pending. Dave just sped up the process. You think I might have dialed it up? I don't. I doubt it. I doubt I had any impact at all, but it's fun to try. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Ray and Chris are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, good. How good. are you doing? Better than I deserve, sir. Welcome. It's good to have you guys. Where do you live? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Awesomeness. Very cool. Good to have you visit. Thanks for being with us. It's great to be here. And all the way down into the deep south at Nashville to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? $143,616.69. I love it. And how long did that take? About 18 months. We were scheduled to do it in 24, and we did it in 18. You jacked wow. it up. Yeah. All right. And what was your range of income during that 18 months? We were about 170 to about 242. Cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm a regional sales manager in the uh, automation industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm a contract specialist for our electrical subcontractor. Cool. Cool. So how did your income jump 
seventy thousand bucks in eighteen months. <laughs> I'm a salesperson, so um, <laughs> I had a reason to make a sale. Yeah, we had we had really good income, and then it went down a little bit, and then back up this year. So. Way to go, killing it. Good yep. for you guys. So, what kind of debt was the hundred and forty-four thousand? Uh, it was a little bit of everything. I don't think there's a debt we didn't like. So um, we had lines of credit, we had uh, bathtubs, we had HVAC. Um, you had debt on your bathtub? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. A soaker tub. Yep, yep. A we, soaker tub. Yeah. Yep. Well, we that did. makes a difference. Very yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> was that for you, I'm guessing? <laughs> that was for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just love debt, so that was the Yeah, whatever we want, we problem. just go get it, and Absolutely. we'll pay for it later. Cars. Yeah. You're full-on uh, America. Yep. Previously, so, so, we paid off student loans for our kids previously. So Yeah. So what happened? What, what, what was the wake-up call, the change of heart? Um, part of it was um, COVID, but the uh, the big thing that happened uh, September 28th, I got let go of my job, first sales job I've ever been let go of, and uh, they decided they didn't need salespeople, and her security gland went off, and so we decided we better do something. Uh, okay, so, so she freaked out because you're like, we're we're going we're going broke here. Absolutely. Now that's September 28th of 2020. 2020. Yep. Yeah, it, it, right in the middle of COVID stuff. Yep. yep. Yep, yeah. so got us a little scared. and um, why did they, So really, they were just COVID scared, the company was, and they freaked out and dumped you in the street? No, they weren't COVID scared. They just didn't think they needed salespeople anymore. So, oh, they were yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> incredible <laughs> business model. I can't say that on the air. So. I just did. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. I regularly call companies like that stupid, so I'm kind of used to it. Right. So you went wow. from loving debt to instantly hating it, going, we got to get rid of this ASAP. Yeah. That's yeah. a big mindset shift. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the biggest part of our story is the mindset The mindset shift is the is the is what we went through. So we, we did that, and within a few weeks, our daughter and son-in-law asked if they could move in to our house so they could get debt-free. Wow. And so we started this journey, and we, um, we never how'd you get to, How'd you get connected to the Ramsey Way? Man, that's a great great question. I don't know. Eight or ten years ago, we um, we had heard about you in a, in a class at church. It wasn't an FPU class, but we heard about you, looked you up, and we decided to gift FPU to our, our son and daughter-in-law when they got married, having never read it, didn't know anything about it. We just thought, oh, this would be a great How idea. Long? And that's many years ago. Eight years ago. Eight yep. years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so then um, a friend of mine, Nathan, um, he uh, he said, you know, during COVID, I started getting tired of listening to the news and was kind yeah. of going through that, you know, that kind of angry stage. And he goes, oh, you should just listen to Dave Ramsey. He's, he'll, um, he'll lift you up every day and just give you something, an alternative to listen to. So I started binge listening to every podcast when I traveled and um, that's just kind of what started me on the journey. So oh, it got right. us going, kind of looking at, you know, that and the, the bigger thing for us was having to sit down and look back at our, what we had been spending. Yeah. So that's a big wake up call too. Yeah. Yep. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. When I looked at it, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, COVID had, had built some of that in for us. So for the first six months before we even started this, we weren't going out to eat, and that was one of our biggest spending areas. There you go. So we had already kind of started taking all that out. And, and you didn't die. And we didn't no. die. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't die. That's amazing. So uh, did you go back through FPU then? No, you, did you ever go through it? Never went through Just FPU. Just the podcast. I, no. I, the podcast, and I started buying every book I could buy. So I, I think I've read almost everything. Uh, that you've put out and oh wow um, okay Thank one you. of them one of them was good was rachel's book uh, uh know yourself know your money yeah that's helpful yep yeah because you guys have been married a while yep, yep. 36 years all right yeah. all right we just celebrated 40 so we're in the yeah. same club yeah, yeah. very cool yep. good for you guys have you guys ever been but know yourself oh, go ahead go ahead I'm sorry. in your marriage have you been debt free 
in 36 years? I don't know. There might have been like three minutes or four <laughs> minutes. Yeah, maybe credit card, but I don't know about car. Maybe briefly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Just, just we for got a moment, right then, then you got over it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what, what I said before is we we were raising homes that never never yeah. talked about money, and we'd really never had anybody sit down with us and talk us through this like you do, you know, through your material. So we we started looking at it differently, and that's what kind of changed us because we had to get to a point about you know nine months into the journey, my daughter and son-in-law challenged us to a year-long debt. Debt reduction Ooh. Um, contest. Uh oh! So Game we, on, family yeah. contest. Don't compete with the sales guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we ar- did win. Yeah, we did win. <laughs> <laughs> and we had already paid off about eighty thousand. So this—that was the rest of our debt. And we decided to be fair. We should probably put our mortgage into the into the contest so we could be fair with our kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of our kids, we all. So we this all, is mortgage and everything. This is yeah, mortgage this is and everything. everything. Wow. We are totally debt free. Yep. You nothing. are weird people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I knew it. All yeah. right. Where to go, What's guys? the house yeah. worth? Um, I don't know. We think it's about 350 okay. is what we're thinking. And how much know. do you have saved in retirement? Um, well, the last time I looked in December before 2022 mm-hmm. started, we were, we were probably about uh, almost 800000 Okay. So at that point, you, if it's still there, you'd beat over a million net yep. worth. Yep. So you became Baby Steps Millionaires in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or you will be again shortly, if yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Well done, you guys. Very and, cool. And, and we had never looked at it that way. We had, you know, I'd never really sat down and looked at our 401k and, and kind of added those things up. But as we started looking at it, we're, you know, Baby yeah. Steps Millionaires. You're just way to go, man. You did everything right. Very well done. Well, Know Yourself, Know Your Money is really important. Rachel's material on this collection like you said earlier the family you come from it tends to the way your family of origin handled money influences the way you handle money right. and your spouse doesn't always understand that they're like where did you get that you weirdo well that's why we always did it in my house you know so you got to yeah. you got to get through that stuff and that really helps to get on the same page doesn't it yep absolutely so what's the most important thing if somebody wants to get out of debt that they need to do i would say quit spending we just stopped we bought food that we needed and paid heat and our house payment. But other than that, we just stopped spending. And it felt like we had a raise at the end of the month. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I, I think for me it was really the the, the change of heart as, as far as debt goes. So we, like I said, when we started that contest, my son-in-law said, hey, are you turning off your 401K? Are you getting down to $1,000 in your savings account? And when those two things happened, the hardest things we did were those two things. But when we did them, it changed our mindset about money. Mm. It just totally changed. We got, you know, intense. We got scared. We got all those things you feel when you when you do those things. And that's kind of what spurred us the last. In fact, we thought it would take a year, and it took the last part only took nine months to, to get done. So, so your son-in-law gives you the hacks on how to win the contest, and you yeah. beat him. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's kind of a quiet guy, but um, when when he, he got on all these Ramsey Facebook yeah. um groups yeah. and he started you know there's saying, almost four hundred thousand people in that group yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah and he was uh he was coming up with stuff he printed off the, our, our our debt-free uh journey thing yeah. for us so we could do that and all that Way stuff. To go. So, yeah. awesome yeah. we're proud of you guys you guys are amazing i've enjoyed talking to you i'm so yeah. proud of you. you give you give a great picture on it can be done and it should be done and here's what you got to do yep yeah. very very well done we got a copy of uh, baby steps millionaires for you since you are one my latest number one bestseller. And uh, we'll give you a one-year 
uh, subscription membership to Financial Peace University. You've never been Great. through it. You ought to go through it. Yeah. Thank you, you. You don't technically need everything in there anymore, but you'll probably learn something, and then you'll want to give it away to somebody else probably. So good stuff. And we've got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to somebody and get them moving. You've got these books, a lot of them probably, so you can give them away. Yeah, good thanks. stuff. Ray and Chris from Minneapolis, 144000 paid off in 18 months, making 170 to 242 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. <laughs> Three, two, Two, one, we're debt free! House and everything! Baby Steps Millionaires! All in 18 months. That's how it works right there, baby. They're not messing around. Woo! Woo! This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Mackenzie is with us. Mackenzie is in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. So my question is, my husband is a dentist, and he gets paid through his PLLC that he was advised to set up. Um, He recently started with a new company and has the opportunity to either continue getting, keeping like his PLLC or switching to W-2. And we've been advised that on both W-2 is a better option for him. And then obviously the PLLC is a better option for him. So we were wondering what your thoughts were. Uh, well, when you're self-employed on 1099, you have the opportunity to pay both sides of FICA. Um, they call that self-employment tax because uh, Washington, D.C. is so friendly to small business people. Uh, we're pro-business. No, you're not. You crush small business people because uh, when you're a small business person on 1099 or, or just a small business person, you get to pay both sides of FICA. So you got 15.3 there plus your tax rate. If you're on W-2, you have seven, half of that, um, you know, 765 plus your tax rate um, is the tax implications. Now, as a W-2, there's no write-offs. If you have business expenses associated with this action, you can deduct those. Um, do you, does he have business expenses? No, with this new company, he really has very minimal they pay like his malpractice and his um, continuing education, his DE courses. Either way. Um, yeah, yeah. They would pay either way, even if he stays with the PLC. Okay. The only other thing I can think is, is the PLC might actually have value as a practice if he has the income going through it. Is a dental practice. He has a dental practice. He's self-employed under the PLC, which is a uh, basically a corporation that's set up, folks, for listening for medical. 
Okay, it's a, a, a small business corporation for medical. Um, sometimes lawyers will use it as well. It's the only time I ever see it, though, is law firms and medical doc, medical practices. I don't see it anywhere else. Um, so you see what I'm saying? If he has dollars going through that company, then that company starts to have value. It's not really got any value apart from him being attached to it because he's the only horse in the race, only horse creating the value. But mm-hmm. um, but you might begin to lay a track record of that. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he can do 1099 here, because a lot of companies uh, try to put people on 1099 uh, because it's less expensive for them on the FICA. And they're really not 1099 eligible. When a company furnishes you everything, the clients, the location, they furnish, they do all the marketing, they cover all the overhead, they're covering his insurance, they're covering everything. He's an employee at that point. And I, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck under tax law. And so I, I you know, I don't, I'm not... I'm not positive because I'm not a tax expert, but there's some guidelines on what is and isn't a 1099. It's going to vary state by state as well, and so I would look at what the no 1099 doesn't vary state. Well, to state. the other the other rules there. So I'm wondering for the W-2 side, is there any harm in just switching to the W-2? What are we gaining by going with the 1099? The only thing I, I can think of here is, is that you're just building the value of the practice potentially, but not mm. much. I, I, who, who recommended that, Mackenzie? But he, you said they recommended. Um, our tax accountant. Okay. Said W-2? tax accountant. Yeah, I guess some reason for the PLLC is if anything comes back at him, well, he's got malpractice then insurance. it protects. I know. So that I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, and, the malpractice should cover yeah, that. And, and he's an employee at that point. Employees don't get sued. The employer gets sued if he screws up somebody's mouth. Okay, that's true. You know, so... The PLLC has just seemed to be so expensive, too, and, like, all these different... Well, yeah, you're going to have um, some associated... And things uh, that we have to do. I don't know what Oregon's tax is on that. In Tennessee, we don't have one. LLCs, you don't get taxes all passed through. On the federal level, there's no tax on it. It's all passed through. But uh, I don't know whether Oregon has a separate thing. If they're taxing you on it, then that settles it for sure. And you got to file a tax return on the stupid thing. you know. And you have to pay your corporate uh, registration fees every year to keep it open and all of that. Would you dissolve it if he went to W-2? Yes. I probably would. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going with your tax accountant because number one, your tax so, accountant, I'm assuming your tax accountant knows Oregon law as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think ma- mathematically I'm positive. You're going to come out ahead with W2 and I'm having trouble finding any good reason to keep the other thing in place. So I'm going with your tax. One account. thing is that our kids are involved in doing things and so they say that they can be paid that way and that oh whoopty doopty like little like oh that's just holes in that yeah that's right? a, that's okay yeah yeah just just put just go make some money don't worry about that i mean you you can take okay. care of your kids later that's the whole thing of you can pay your kids through your business and all that but your kid actually has to be providing market value work i mean so you can't have a three-year-old that's making eight thousand dollars a year um, you'll get audited and lose the audit, and people do that crap. But I've seen the TikTok videos. It's not yeah. pretty, Dave. Yeah, it's just well, nothing on T 
TikTok is pretty, George. Why are you even on there? And Just so, to rile myself um, up, you yeah, know. It riles me up that you're on there. Yeah, the, uh, uh, so, yeah, the, yeah I, I'm with you. I'm with your tax accountant. Let's do it. Let's do it. That that's simple. Um, I'm I'm going ahead. You can always come back later if something changes in your world and you want to form another one. That kind of thing. I give it a year and keep track of all the numbers and see how it shakes down with the W two. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Sometimes, and this is this, I'm still not sure is the case here. I, you're not eligible to be a 1099. People sometimes people just declare. You know, it's like uh, Michael Scott on. Uh, I declare uh, bankruptcy. Uh, I declare bankruptcy. I declare you a 1099. You can't do yeah, the that. The IRS it's not is how it very works. specific in who can and can't. Like, there's like 12 guidelines that have to be met. I can't remember. That. A couple of them are you can't get all your – if you have one customer, you have one set of leads, and, and all your marketing, your location, your supplies, your insurance, everything is supplied to you. You're not 1099. By definition, you don't qualify anymore because you are you're an employee. 1099 means you are self-employed. That's what it means. So like a real estate agent is an example of someone who is a 1099 but does work out of one office. But they supply, they create all their own leads. They have all their own marketing or the vast majority of it. And they do, they buy their own office supplies. They pay gas for their car. They buy their own insurance. They pay their own MLS fees. They're in business for themselves. And they contractors to be working are similar. With a if you're, you know, working for Uber or one of those, you know, side That's hustles. That's independent contractor for sure. For sure, you're providing your own car. You're providing all this other crap involved. But this thing where you know you go to work at a place and everything is you're, you're acting and looking and walking and talking like an employee. By definition, you're an employee. And but sometimes these small, particularly small businesses will violate this. They will just say, uh, "We don't want to pay that FICA stuff, that extra half of that, and so we're just going to make you a 1099 and you is on your own and you're self-employed." You don't get to do that. That's you need to look up the IRS guidelines. I'm not an expert on it, but I have seen people audited in the small business world and get screwed over with this stuff. Well, if you're self-employed, you better be working with a great tax pro, anyways. There's That's a lot true. of things that you know you're not thinking about when it comes to deductions and you know being strategic with yeah. making sure you're making the most of that money. And don't pay your kids more than you could hire another kid to do the job for. It won't survive an audit. And so, I mean, I, we had our kids were employed with us, but we only paid them, you know, a market rate for that job. I, and they weren't doing much. So they didn't get paid much. They were kids. So that's how this works. You can send them to the salt mines. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds like something you hear at some seminar somewhere or something that you get ripped off. Wealth hack. A wealth hack. Oh, God, shoot. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.